Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Thank you for being here. If you have been listening along, you know that this is our last episode of this season. I have had so much fun with this and I'm really excited to take the summer to regroup, to let some new ideas percolate, and to be back with you with some new episodes um, after the summer. So as I look towards the next season, I would really love to get your input on what you'd like to hear moving forward. So I have a little season three survey for you and some of you have already taken it. So big thank you to those of you who already have. And if you haven't already, I would super appreciate it if you did. There's a link to this in the show notes today. And mostly I just want to say thank you for listening this season. It has been really rewarding to be able to have this kind of conversation with you and to hear your feedback and to be able to have these conversations that I think are so important about once we kind of are thinking that, you know, having yoga in our life and having some relationship to body acceptance would be a good idea, then then what? You know, where does it go from there? Where does it lead? And I think when we are in these kinds of dialogues with each other, it really helps, at least it helps me to know, you know, we're not alone in this kind of um, vision for our lives and for our relationships with ourselves and, and what it frees up when we are not spending all of our mental energy obsessing about our bodies, but when we have that space available to be present in our lives and in our bodies and in our relationships, what can come from that? So thank you, thank you. Before we dive into what I have for today, I just wanna tell you about a few ways that you can stay connected in between seasons of the podcast. So one way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or other places that you listen to podcasts. So. The great thing about subscribing is that you will get first heads up when the podcast starts back. So I have an app on my phone that where I subscribe to podcasts and it's great because, you know, if they're on a break or whatever, then one day I just look at my phone and boom, there's a new episode. (laughs) So um, that's kind of exciting to be like, oh my gosh, it's here. Um, And it just helps me to know that I'm not going to miss it if it's something I really want to hear. So I encourage you to do that if you haven't already. Um, Another thing I would so appreciate is that if you are loving the podcast and you have a few minutes, I would really appreciate if you would leave a review on iTunes. So that helps um, iTunes to know that people are enjoying the podcast and that in turn helps other people to find it because then it's listed a little bit higher and people can sort of um, find it. And you know, we want people to be able to find these messages about yoga and body acceptance if it's something that they are interested in or might um, inspire them in some way. So I know it's kind of a pain to do that. You have to take a couple minutes. So if you do, or if you already have, 
um, you know, just know that you have a lot of love and gratitude coming from me to you for sure. I mean, you do anyway, but <laughs> just like a little bit of um, icing on the cake, I guess. Some other ways to stay connected. So you can also listen to back episodes. So you may or may not know that there is a season one of this podcast that started in 2014. And you might not have listened to it or you might not have listened to all the episodes yet. So in that season, I interviewed all kinds of amazing people. So folks like Jennifer Loudon, Tara Brock, Dr. Linda Bacon, Vivian McMaster, Susan Piver, so many more wonderful, smart people. And in our conversations, we talked a lot about each person's relationship to their own body, how that has shifted over time. And also the good work that they're doing in this world and how it relates to yoga and or body acceptance for each person. So I really enjoyed and learned a lot from those conversations and I know I've heard from people who have listened to them and many people have some favorites that they've listened to over and over again. So you might like to check back in with that if you've listened to some in the past. Uh, You know, I think we always hear these things in different ways when we're at different parts in our life. So even if you've listened before, you could listen again, or if you haven't, then you have a whole new treasure trove of things that you can listen to. Another way to stay connected is to sign up for my email list if you're not already on it. So I send out weekly notes there that are, you know, in many ways similar to these podcasts, or at least touching on similar themes about how yoga and body acceptance show up both on and off the yoga mat. That is also where you get first heads up about everything else that's going on with curvy yoga. So we mentioned earlier that if you subscribe to the podcast and you'll know when the next podcast episode's coming up, if you're on the email list, then you'll know about everything else that's going on too. So if there's you know something new for you to check out or an event or whatever, that's where all that good news goes first. So there's a link to that in the show notes. There'll be several links in the show notes. (laughs) Um, So last thing here, if you are not already a member of our virtual studio, Curvy Monthly, this is a really great time to join. So we're going to be doing a three-month program together there starting in June and going through the end of August. I don't know about you, but I always find a bit of a mid-year slump with my own practice. It just kind of goes into like, I don't know, autopilot or something like that over those three months. So I thought that instead of being in that alone, that we could be in that together. So this three-month experience, I'm going to call it Abide. And the reason I'm calling it that is my intention is that it's all about learning to be with yourself, be with your body, and be on your own side. So we're going to have a combination of check-in calls. So kind of like these podcasts, except you'll be able to talk back (laughs) in the moment. Um, So check-in calls, we'll also do a couple live classes. So when we do the live classes, it's so great because it really does feel like we're all together in the same room, but we are all over the world (laughs) in our own rooms. Um, The beauty of this is that while we have this general theme of abiding, you'll be guided to create an area of focus that is most relevant to you. 
So it's kind of this blend of support that is also customizable. And the really great thing about it is that Abide does not cost anything extra. All you have to do is just join our sweet little studio, which already has its own like huge plethora of um, perks and advantages. And we have so many video practices in there. Um, I think we probably have well into the 80s, if not 90 video practices in there so far. And there's a new hour of video released every month. And those practices range from five minutes to 60 minutes in length. And we have now, because there's so many, you know, all different kinds of um, styles and paces and approaches. And um, so I make these video practices based on member request. So if you join and you're like, oh man, I really wish that there was a practice on X, then you can tell me and the odds are very good that I will make that um, practice in the near future. So if you want to check that out, I would love to have you join us. It's wonderful to be together in this way, in this virtual studio. Like I said earlier, it really does feel like, you know, we all have this body affirming space to be together. And what's great about it is that no one's left out. So you don't have to you know, miss out because you don't live in my town, you get to do it from your town, wherever you are, and even if you're traveling. So if you're already a member of Curvy Monthly, hi, (laughs) and thank you for being with us. And everything you need will be coming your way in June. So there's not a thing that you need to do. And if you're not and you want to join us, just check out the link in the show notes and you can pop on in. Uh, We have both monthly and annual memberships available. All right, so now on to the show. (laughs) I just always wanted to say that. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, so I saved a little nugget from my recent trip that I already talked about. And I saved this for the last episode because I think it's something that we can all percolate on, to use my favorite word that I already used, um, in between seasons of this podcast. So on the first full day that we were in the Grand Canyon, um, you know, I was feeling the altitude a little bit. I felt more tired than usual. I had a bit of a migraine. And so I was fine kind of walking around uh, at a certain level, but I knew that I didn't want to have any more kind of additional big altitude changes. So there was an opportunity to take a walk, not all the way down to the bottom, which is very far, uh, but just, you know, a bit in and then to come back out. And I just knew that I was going to feel worse if I did that. But Nick wanted to do it, which was awesome. So we decided to, um, you know, take an hour or so apart from each other. He would go on that walk and I would just kind of do my own thing, whatever struck me. And I was actually um, excited about this because I think that there's something really powerful about having some time alone, some quiet time alone in nature to really be able to feel into it and to connect with it. So we had both over the days of the trip been meditating in nature together. So you know, we did um, one time by a riverbed and another time on a mountain and just was this such a beautiful experience. And so since I was going to have this little bit of time alone, I thought 
I'm going to walk around a bit and then I'm going to find a place where I can um, sit and do my meditation while I am waiting for Nick. So I found a bench where I had a great view and you know people were walking by me very frequently of course like there's not really a place where people are not walking by you but there wasn't this big gathering place directly in front of me so people were walking by but they weren't really staying there for a long time so I started to focus my gaze out into the canyon and so I was practicing this meditation with my eyes open and very often I practice meditation with my eyes closed but I definitely appreciate and respect the traditions that encourage you to have kind of a soft gaze where you're not, you know, actively looking around, getting distracted, but you are finding your center, finding presence in the midst of the world. So you don't have to close your eyes to get away, but you can keep your center while the world is moving around you. So I am doing this meditation there with my eyes open. And as I sat there, it just struck me that I wanted to ask, I don't know who or what, I just want to put this question out there, if the canyon had a message for me. Now listen, I don't know how this kind of thing works. It's a little woo-woo for me, especially to be talking to you about it. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I don't know where an answer comes from. Does it come from nature? Does it come from a part of myself that I don't listen to? You know, I think in so many ways, I think about how connected we all are to each other and to the world around us. And I kind of feel like it's all one. Um, But regardless, I know that when I asked this question, the answer did not come from the usual part of my brain that I use. And I know that because I was surprised by what the message was and it wasn't really like in a way that I would normally word something. So that let me know that it was, you know, from this, you know, probably part of myself that I am not listening to that's connected in with the rest of the world. So when I asked this mess, when I asked this question, is there a message for me? The message was, and it came immediately, like as soon as that question was out of my mind, here's the answer. Your life is also this vast and wide. I know, I just had to give that a little breathing room there. Your life is also this vast and wide. As vast and wide as this amazing canyon in front of you. And when I got that message, it just stopped me in my tracks. Here I was in this gorgeous setting and I was I think I already told you so into it I could do nothing but marvel at the depth and breadth and history and you know I just really 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 kept feeling this the scale of the Grand Canyon both its physical size but also um, the the geological timeline of it which I don't know it's hard not to put your life in perspective (laughs) when you're in front of this two billion year old history so here I am you know just marveling at this thing and then I was getting this message that I wasn't separate from this grandeur that my life is made up of the same stuff that all of our lives are made up of the same stuff 
And in that moment, I realized how small I make my life sometimes. And I do not mean small in the sense of a contrast to, you know, all that stuff that I think is kind of nonsense about like, go big or go home. You know, it's not about that at all. But rather that I forget so often how much beauty and space already exists when I just let myself see it. And when I let myself experience it, rather than being so in whatever it is I'm doing or worrying about or planning or whatever, that I'm just missing my life as it goes by. So this isn't necessarily about slowing down, though that could be a a part of it, perhaps, if that's relevant to you, but more about being more present to what is actually happening. And, you know, as I sat there and thought about this during the meditation, it was just also so obvious how true this is in my yoga practice, because I don't know if you've had this experience before, though I suspect that you probably have. Some days I'm just you know, I'm just blah about my yoga practice. I'm not into it. I'm just kind of going through the motions. And then other days it feels almost transcendent. Like the movement, it feels amazing. And I feel totally in my body and wonderful. And I love it. And you know, what has changed? Sometimes maybe I'm in a class or environment that helps to facilitate that latter experience. But I have felt the same thing, that same contrast on my own at home where everything is pretty much the same. So I think what is changing is less the circumstances and more me. You know, the practice is the practice and how I show up for it is what shifts and change. And this isn't to say that it's possible to fully show up and have a transcendent experience every day because it's not. But what I think we can show up for is ourselves in the moment and the ways that we shift and change and to give ourselves some grace around that. Because I think that this is something that we partially have control over and partially don't. Because, you know, sure, I can show, I can like set things in motion so that I can be more present. For example, I can not bring my phone with me to my yoga mat or I can give myself, you know, enough time so that I don't feel rushed. Or I can set up my yoga mat and have my props out so that I have everything that I need when I get started. But sometimes all of that isn't everything that's needed. Other times I am tired or I'm just, you know, I'm just having a day where I don't feel my best physically, mentally, or emotionally. And I used to ignore those days, suppress those days, uh, fight, resist, you know, et cetera, fill in the blank those days. And eventually those days would culminate in a day or days where I felt like I just could not do anything. Um, When I was working not for myself, (laughs) when I was going into an office on a regular basis, um, you know, maybe every six months, not super frequently, but Um, it definitely was something that happened more than once, I would just not be able to go to work. I just needed a mental health day, really. And I think that we all need those things, and that's not bad. But what I have found is that when I don't fight as much, (laughs) the small moments of not feeling my best, 
when I give myself what I need in that moment, then it less often culminates in needing to just like check out of my life entirely because I'm able to be more present overall. And I think one of the main differences is that I really see those times now as just part of what it means to be human, not a sign of my personal failure at my inability to feel the same and where the same means wonderful <laughs> every moment of every day uh, because that, I just don't think that's it. I think that being human doesn't mean being the same at every moment and that would get a bit dull even I think. So for me so much of this comes down to living in my body feeling what's going on inside because I find that when I'm in deeper communication with that it's easier for me to see the humanness of those moments and to breathe a little bit into the vastness and the wideness of my life. I had a little kind of encapsulating experience of this at the end of the trip. So I woke up early in the morning on the day that we were going home and my mind was already like three days into being at home. My mind was not on that trip at all anymore. And, you know, as I was waking up in the morning, I was, you know, making all these plans and starting to obsess about how quickly I needed to catch up. And I think because I had had a little bit of downtime, I remembered to check in with my body before I totally let those thoughts spin out. And when I did that, what I noticed is that my heart was beating faster than usual. I had a little migraine and I just had this heightened sense of alertness and not not in a good way. (laughs) Maybe vigilance is a better, better word there than alertness. And, you know, listen, I know that vacation mode is not the same as the rest of life. And I did actually have more to do when I got home than I had to do on the trip of course. But what I saw is how much my inner feeling of what we usually call stress was generated by, that's right, yours truly. (laughs) So kind of the same as what I was talking about with the yoga practice where it can be this laboratory to see how you change from day to day and what and what is you know creating that change is similar to this experience here because you know, who said that I needed to go home and unpack everything instantly and finish all the laundry by the end of the day? Me. Nobody else was saying that. You know, who said I needed to do the same with my email inbox? Me. (laughs) Now, some of those things might be convenient. I'm not saying that I couldn't choose them. I usually do like to unpack on the first day. It helps me to kind of land back at home. But what I'm saying is that I was not choosing it at that moment. I was letting it choose me, essentially. I was letting my old patterns choose what was going on. And again, how I noticed this was not because I'm some super insightful person. I am not. (laughs) How I noticed it was because I noticed what was happening with my body. I took, I mean, half a minute. It doesn't take that long, necessarily, to check in and I noticed that tight jaw and I noticed those internal sensations I already described to you and because I had just had a contrast of doing that less on vacation I had to look for what had changed in the past I'd thought what had changed was my circumstances oh vacation's over I have to go back to the real world 
And of course, you know, again, that's still somewhat true. But what really changed was my response to my circumstances. Because if I let it, my whole life can be the real world. My whole life can be that vast and wide. It already is. It's just a matter of remembering it. So we can build these reminders. We can build these practices for ourselves to support ourselves. So really figure out what is useful for us and implement it into our lives. I'm all about that. But the root of that is knowing what we feel inside and finding ways to do that. And I think you know by now that I think yoga is one of the very best ways to know this because of how it asks us to check in with our body throughout the yoga practice. So that yoga practice is a place where we can be practicing, (laughs) hence the word, these check-ins. So that sometimes, not all the time, you know, most of the time I am not checking in with my body, but sometimes I do. And when I do, which is more frequently than I did in the past, which was never, and then like almost never, and then mostly never, (laughs) you know, on and on, um, a little bit more over time, over time, over time, then we can start to figure out and remember that it's possible in the first place for us to have these things in place to support ourselves and to figure out what they might actually need to be because they may be similar to what I've described. You may need something totally different. The point here isn't to do what I'm saying has helped me, but to think about that general concept in your own life. Checking in with your body, seeing what you need, responding from there. So as we wrap up this season of the podcast, I invite you to take that little gift from Mother Nature into your own life. Where might you too remember how vast and wide your life is? And how could you play with this in your yoga practice, invite it in? Maybe that idea will inspire you to get back on your mat if you've been away for a while or reinvigorate your practice if it's been a bit dull because this life is worth living to its depths and its widths. In the quiet moments that we write off as not being exactly what we want, um, when we are planning for a future where everything will be perfect, which of course is never going to (laughs) come. And also in the busy moments where we're doing five things at once. Again, this isn't about changing your life as much as finding presence in the life that you have, because it can all be our teacher when we let it. One place we can really remember this is in our breath. So the lungs have this pretty extraordinary capacity for 3D expansion. So as we take this last breath together, see if you can feel your lungs filling from top to bottom, side to side, front to back, bringing in that vastness and wideness right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to go on vacation. You don't have to slow down. You don't have to wait until you know, X, Y, or Z person doesn't need anything from you until this project at work is over, until your kids are back in school after the summer, until you love your body all the time. It's all ebb and flow. 
and we can be present to as much of it as we are able to in any moment, which is, again, never a thousand percent. (laughs) But what I find personally is that just these little pockets of presence really can make a big difference in how I feel in my body, how I feel about my body, and how I feel in my life. Because I'm not just in checkout mode, but I am in check-in mode. So let's give it a try together. Let's inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on. Thank you.